Good evening and welcome into another edition of Gateway to Baseball Heaven. I'm your host, Daniel Shopta at C70. Got with me, as always, David Jones, iPop editor. It is Sunday night, and this time next week, David, this is all over. The, the nightmare can end, and the Cardinal season will be done. And if this last week, if this next week is anything like this last week, it cannot come a moment too soon. You know, who would have thought we would have been here at this point, uh, just waiting for this to end. And yet here we are. Um, things did not go how we expected this year from many, many aspects. And to be honest, you look back at that first game and it was pretty much a glimpse of what this mm-hmm. entire season was going to look like. Just absolute chaos, uh, up and down, more downs than up. And here we are looking ahead to free agency, looking ahead to the draft lottery, looking ahead to some maybe offseason trades, and just hoping that the postseason gets over without the Cubs going very far. Yes. Yes. That's because that's, that's, we've seen this frustration before the Cardinals not making the playoffs and the Cubs making it. And with this expanded, um, playoffs we're going to get that again most likely again the cubs only have a one game lead over the marlins two and a half over the reds but everything's kind of trending in their direction so yeah you just hope that they just um you know get no hit in the first two or three games and just don't come back i mean that's that's i think that's reasonable to expect right i mean that the cubs just don't even show up for the playoffs I would, I'd be fine with that. Yeah. That would be absolutely fine. And of course they can say, well, at least we still made it or something like that. You know, you just hope they don't pull like a Phillies last year, but um, mm-hmm. it's, it's going to be tough watching any baseball. You know, I was thinking it's almost October and yet the biggest crowd this weekend in St. Louis for sport, a sporting event was for the Mizzou Memphis game. Like yeah. who would have thought that that would be it? The biggest news story sports and I say sports, and I do mean sports, but the biggest sports news story in Missouri right now is Taylor Swift. Like the Cardinals are just so back page right now on what's going on. Um, it has been a season to forget with a few highlights sprinkled in. To be fair, I was thinking this this afternoon. Taylor Swift seems to be the only person that could put the NFL on a back burner. Um, I've, I think there was more attention to her than maybe the game today from what I could tell at least through my tweets I wasn't you know watching of course but <clears throat> that's hey and if she can do that more power to her that's my my philosophy is uh, anything that puts <laughs> NFL on the back burner is is fine with me but um yeah so you know this week started out okay um because we had we finally got to see Adam Wainwright's 200th win um it was uh, the most intense and exciting game of the year right i mean this is what you would expect from october baseball just for a wholly different reason right i mean this is this was something that if he didn't get it on monday there's a really strong chance he doesn't get it at all um what were you going through as as you were watching that well i would love to say that i watched every pitch (laughs) but i couldn't and i had the time but I couldn't because it was making me sick to my stomach with so much anxiety and nerves that at one point when the Cardinals were batting, I felt okay. But then when Wainwright was pitching, guys were getting on base. I had to just kind of step away and I'd have to check my phone every, I would say every couple of minutes, but it probably changed into every five seconds and making sure the game cast was updating because I just like, I could not physically bring myself to watch. It felt like a playoff game. Uh, in some ways it almost felt like, 
more than that, um, which I know that's crazy when the Cardinals are 20 games under 500. But, you know, in the playoffs, you think, well, if we don't win tonight, there's another game coming. You know, with Wainwright that at most you're getting two more games after this, if that and that's it. You don't have next year to look forward to. So I was on the edge of my seat, looking at my phone constantly, trying to keep my eyes off the screen Ninth inning, of course, I had to sit there. Well, I wasn't sitting. I was standing, (laughs) glued to the TV. And I think when that final out came, when that pop-up was hit and I finally saw it go in the glove, I let out both a sigh of relief and a shout of excitement (laughs) because I was so happy, but also so relieved at the same time. But man, what a job by Wainwright battling. He didn't have his best stuff. Uh, we've heard the stories now that have come out from John Denton about how he had back spasms that morning, uh, ribs out of place. Uh, they said that Wilson Contreras could have caught him barehanded in the bullpen. His <laughs> stuff was so bad. But man, he battled through. He did what he had to do. And why not be a one nothing game? I mean, if the Cardinals win that game 7-3, to three, that's awesome. But yeah. for it to be one nothing, for him to go seven innings, Sure. Why not? It, there's no other way that that needed to happen. So glad, so thankful, so relieved. I've mentioned it many times, but Adam Wainwright is my favorite Cardinal of all time. Well-deserved. And, and so funny, because it does seem, I, I, you know, we knew as soon as he got that, he wasn't pitching this weekend in San Diego, probably for the best. And it seems very, very unlikely that he's going to pitch against the Reds in Bush Stadium. You know, I, I think that is his last time on a major league mound, which is, I mean, that's for as much as of miserable season as you've had. And, and to be fair, that's the silver lining here, right? That Adam Wainwright would not be still pitching if the Cardinals were in the, the playoff hunt the way he's pitched this year. Um, but to you, you would script it to some degree that way, mm-hmm. uh, seven innings, the longest outing he had all year, scoreless, you know, might drop at the end, basically type of thing. Um, so yeah, it's, it was great. And it was, you know, we said last year and apparently uh, somebody took us up on it that, you know, to get all those magical moments in last season, we were fine with paying that bill um, in the future. <laughs> Apparently we have paid that bill and then some, it feels like, but, um, you know, to, to have a little bit of that, to have a little bit of that kind of joy in this season, there have not been a lot of those kind of moments. I mean, getting to see a few times, you know, where we've seen the flashes from Jordan Walker, some of the plays that Mason Wynn has done over the last week or so is he's getting a little bit more comfortable in the major leagues, but just to pick out one game, one, you know, shining moment out of this slop of a season. I don't know that you can do better than that. Right. And for it to happen at home was so important Mm -hmm. and so needed. You know, I think back to Pujols hitting 700, which was a great moment, but it happened in LA and it happened on Apple TV. Right. So you don't get many people that are actually able to watch. You don't get your home announcers. We have a guy calling a game that we've never heard before who did a fine job, but you didn't get Danny Matt calling it last year. Mm-hmm. You, you would get John Rooney on the radio, but it just, it wasn't the same. So for this to happen at Bush stadium, I thought Chip Carey did it, had a great call on it. Um, you know, I don't know if he was prepared or just, he, he was just winging it, but it was a great call. 
great moment. You're able to have the fans just shower him with love, have the celebration in the locker room. And also a, a tip of the cap to the Brewers. They knew what that moment meant as well. They stayed and watched kind of the, the ceremony after, I guess, an unofficial ceremony. They stayed there on the top rail. This is the same team that when Wayno and Yachty set the battery record, it was Christian Yelich that purposely did not swing at that first pitch uh, because he knew what it signified. You know, he could have possibly launched it into the bullpen and then we've got issues or launched it into the crowd. But he he took that pitch because he knew that this was a bigger moment than just a normal pitch. So tip of the cap to them. It, it was just it was just a fitting, fitting scene. And, you know, when the season's over, some people may look back and go, oh, well, it wasn't for Wainwright. It wasn't his typical season. It wasn't a great season. OK, yeah, sure. It wasn't a great season for the rest of the team. But this was more about this man's legacy and what he's done as a Cardinal throughout the years. Just such an awesome, awesome moment. And I'm, I'm so happy that we actually got to witness it. Yeah, it's a it's a great thing. And it's it's something's going to stick with them again. It's nice that they finally have something for the the season long highlight reel. Um, I hadn't. It was. It could be very short reel this year, so they may just play that whole game. That may be it, um, <laughs> which is fine. But uh, yeah, to to be able to see it, and you're right. It, there are not many people that are mentally as tough as Adam Wainwright. And now, granted, sometimes I think it backfires on him, and sometimes he, you know has a little bit more positive spin on some of the the problems that he has, but he was going to pitch the best game he physically could pitch. And then some in home at a home, you know, I mean, he probably hadn't picked up a ball in five days to make sure he had the strength to do this. Um, you heard what he said after the game about how he had, he, he really had to do it in, in Bush stadium and that the fan base really kind of helped him, fight through some of those problems that he would have had with runners on. So um, it's a great thing. We get this, it's off our shoulders. You go into this coming weekend against the Reds, which is Wayno weekend, um, not having to worry about a damper being put on it. If he pitches and doesn't win, Um, you know, he can worry, he can just start working on those songs for the pregame postgame concert on Saturday you just practice those and not have to worry about, you know, throwing a bullpen or anything like that. So, um, yeah, it's just going to be, and I hope that for as miserable as this weekend, or this week, this year has been that this coming weekend will really be, you know, a celebration of Adam Wainwright. Um, I, you know, I know we've seen that the attendance is down. There weren't even, that's what there's 30 something thousand in the ballpark or tickets sold. I don't know how many were in the ballpark <laughs> for Wainwright's 200th, but I hope that, you know, this weekend is full because not only is it Adam Wainwright, it's your last chance to see the Cardinals for six months. So, you know, I hope that it's a good crowd. I know there's that idea of, you know, trying to send a message to the front office, but I'm pretty sure they've gotten it by now. So I hope that we have, just you know a great great time this weekend you know and it it helps that it doesn't really matter how the game turns out yeah it it definitely should be a weekend celebration a full weekend um you know it's funny when you were mentioning that i was thinking back back in the day when i was a kid the cardinals for the last game of the season their giveaway used to be that you got a free ticket Mm -hmm. for the next season Mm -hmm. and my family would get that ticket and then 
use it towards the last game of the season for the next year and just keep getting free tickets. <laughs> they finally changed the policy where you could not do that. You could not use it for that game. I don't think they even still do that anymore, but uh, that was one way to make sure the ballpark was full is just giving out free tickets. Uh, kind of a smart idea, especially in the nineties and um, when attendance was down. Uh, but yeah, this is this is a well-deserved celebration. I think Bush is going to be packed. I think it absolutely is. Um, he he deserves the love and admiration from the fans so much. Time to celebrate. Just, you know, one thing that stood out to me, and you could barely see it, but when that final ball was caught in the win 200, you could kind of see Jordan Walker yeah. jumping up mm-hmm. and down in the mm-hmm. outfield. And I'm thinking, this is a guy, 21 years old. He's barely been around Adam Wainwright. And you could see how much it meant to him, which that tells you what Adam Wainwright has meant to him, that he's celebrating like that. He wanted it so bad. It's fitting that it's the catcher that Wainwright stood up for mm-hmm. who hits the solo home run, who gets it. Uh, so, yes, this coming weekend, it's going to be a time of – Joy is also going to be a time of sadness, kind of a time of goodbyes, I guess, just because we're not going to see him in that uniform again for a while. Uh, I would not hate it if somehow he came in to face the final batter in the ninth inning of the last game. I don't think it will happen. And if it doesn't, they at least better let him get a bat in his hands, let the crowd really appreciate him. But yeah, it's going to be a full week and full of celebration. My only regret is that due to blackout policies, I'll have to have the Reds broadcast. And so can't wait till we see a goodbye to Wainwright. And all I hear is, and there's a deep drive by Castellanos or something like that to ruin the moment. But um, yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to this weekend, but also dreading it at the same time. Yeah. It'd be interesting. Honestly, we, you know, we were talking a little bit before the show about, you know, the Reds had their final game at home this week or today. And, you know, Joey Votto's situation is up in the air. I mean, he's 40 years old. He's got a option for next year. The Reds are probably not going to pick up because of the cost, but you know, there's this situation where he hasn't said he's retiring. They, he might come back at a lower cost. He might go somewhere else, although it doesn't really sound like he wants to go anywhere else. So there's still that, you know, how do you honor that icon? And they did some things today just to be on the safe side. Um, but I imagine if you're watching the Reds broadcast this weekend, there'll be a lot of shots of Joey Votto um, and, you know, probably some contrasting of those two guys. Those two guys have faced each other. I think Adam Wainwright has faced Joey Votto more than any other batter that he's faced. I think I looked it up and, and the same and vice versa. Votto has faced Adam Wainwright more often than anybody else. Um, so here is that that kind of connection as well. Um, they don't give out a free ticket, at least not this year on the Sunday, but they are giving away the Adam Wainwright guitar. I put that in quotes because it's really a ukulele, but, um, <laughs> but uh, I'm very, so I imagine at least, uh, there'll be a lot of people that come to the gates. How many that continue on through is a, is a different story perhaps, but, uh, there'll be some people, uh, that at least, uh, will be getting their guitar cause they've already got it listed on eBay. So, um, <laughs> So after that, you know, and we're, we're riding those highs on a Monday. And so Tuesday morning, I, I send you a message and I say, Hey, do you think they could go six and six out of the next 12 games? Because if they go six and six out of the next 12 games. They don't even lose 90 games. So this is a terrible year, but it, I think it's saying something that's terrible for you for the Cardinals and they don't even lose 90 games. Um, they're going to lose 90 games. <laughs> <laughs> and they've lost about 90 people this week in the process. Um, when, you know, Nolan Arenado, Wilson Contreras, I mean, you really can't pick out the Cardinal lineup 
out of a lineup right now. Um, this has been, and then we saw it today as, as Drew Rom kind of got beat up and well, pretty much everybody did. The Cardinals gave up runs in the first six innings, um, 12 to two against the, uh, the Padres. It's just been, it was like everybody built up to that moment for Adam Wainwright. And then they said, okay, we're done. And, and let's go home. You know, there's probably guys on the team that were introducing themselves to their new teammates <laughs> in the last two weeks of the season. Like that, that's not a good sign <laughs> when that's happening. Uh, yeah, it, it's, it's, we're at the point where it's like only the true fans, true fans still pay attention uh, or the true fans still watch the games, especially with so much other stuff going on and with college football going on and life going on and, and things like and, that. And West coast games in the middle of all this too. Yes. Yes. Very true. And, and, you know, they had a fun extra inning game the other night, mm-hmm. I guess Friday night it was, uh, that was a, that was a fun game. You know, you're still seeing some good things. Jordan Walker's making some incredible slides. You're seeing some great Mason win plays. Uh, you're kind of seeing an exhibition for what's to come. And so it, it does take a true, true Cardinals fan to even pay attention to what's going on because you can go through the first four names in the lineup and you're like, okay, yeah, this makes sense. And then after that, it's like, whoa, okay, we're digging deep into Springfield and Memphis here. Mm-hmm. Um, probably not sounding – it doesn't seem like they're going to finish strong. They're just going to finish. Yeah. And at this point, so be it. Um, we'll turn our eyes to the offseason pretty soon. Yeah, I I can't remember if I wrote this somewhere or just thought it, but it – Really, or maybe I said, maybe I guess we were talking about it on Mutual. Maybe that's where it came from. It's, you know, it really feels like one of those, uh, you know, that cartoon where your car starts losing a wheel and losing the tires and you, you know, the guy pulls up at the very end and it's maybe got the chassis and that falls apart at the the very end. That really kind of feels the way the Cardinals are coming to the, to the finish line. Um, We're not, I mean, Paul Goldschmidt is probably wondering if he can get a back injury or something so he can, you know, go on home too. Um, he's the only guy this year that hasn't been on the injured list, except for miles Michaelis, who was on the suspended list. So, um, yeah, it's, um, it's something now I do think it's very uh, fitting perhaps that the Cardinals one game that they did win since Adam Wainwright was an extra inning game against the Padres who are now Owen 12 in extra inning games this year. Um, and this is probably one of the reasons they're not going to be in the playoffs, but, um, you know, the Cardinals can still, the Cardinals may be bad, but they're not loose to the Padres and extra innings bad. Um, it's, it, and it's not, I think it's very interesting because some of these times you would say, okay, we're getting a chance to see players that we're not, you know, we get a chance to look at the future. And yes, you've got Jordan Walker, who's been here all year, of course. And then they did bring up Mason Wynn probably in a situation where they might not have otherwise because of this record, but we're not seeing of course, Cardinals don't, whether they have those kind of guys, is a different story, but the guys that they're bringing up are guys that they feel confident getting off the 40 man roster this off season. They are not bringing up the best of the best. They're bringing up organizational soldiers like uh, Irving Lopez, who I don't think either one of us had ever heard of before he came up. Uh, Michael Ciani, who has been in the organization seven minutes. Um, and how, oh, and let's real quick, let's talk about how screwed he got today by Fernando Tatis <laughs> Jr. I mean, first career home run. Nope, that's not out of there. Anyway, yeah. I, I, I feel bad for the guy. Like, that might be his only chance at a right. big league home run. Well, it, I mean, to be fair, I mean, if you're going to lose a big league home run, at least you can say you were robbed by Fernando Tatis Jr. You know, hopefully that means something in 
20 years when he's telling his grandkids this um, instead of, you know, some other, you know, triple A guy that happens to be playing for the Padres, you know? Um, so there is that, but yeah, that's, that's gotta be a huge bummer um, to, to think you've got that. And then not anymore. Um, but yeah, these guys are not going to be around next year. Um, I think we've pretty much proven that Moises Gomez isn't going to be around next year because they've done everything they can not to bring him up. Um, I think he'll be cleared off the 40 man. You know, Juan Yepes is up, but hardly plays still. It feels like he's not going to be around. I think it's going to be very interesting. And maybe you and I will look at this and in, in one of the game, in one of the shows um, after the, the game, the season is over. But I would like to just kind of take a look at that 40-man roster and see how many people we actually think will be back next year because I think there's going to be significant turnover in in what we're seeing. Yeah, there's going to be a lot of space that's open. And, you know, that's one of those things that for some teams, when you get in the offseason, you kind of have to play around with it, manipulate it a little bit, take a chance Mm -hmm. on it. That's not going to be the Cardinals this offseason. They're going to have plenty of space. If they need to make a – Rule five draft move. They can do that this year. Yep. But yeah, there is going to be a lot of space, a lot of turnover, a lot of turnover in the rotation, a lot of turnover in the bullpen. And then also, I think because of that 40 man change, we're going to see it also affect Memphis as well. Good. The only the reason they probably, I wonder, and it's interesting, you know, Wilking Rodriguez has not played for the Cardinals at all this year. And if they keep him, he's, he's going to be treated like a rule five next year, too. I, I'm going to be interested in seeing. If they do keep that, I feel like they still want to. Um, they've done a lot for him this year to keep him around. Um, but again, if it comes down to a fifty, uh, a forty-man roster spot, that's that's another one that they could, you know, see if the Yankees are interested in having him. And if not, maybe they can make a deal and get him off the roster. Yeah, it, it's it's a possibility. You know, it's funny. Before the season started, we were talking about him, trying to Mm -hmm. figure out if he would make the roster and how the Cardinals would handle that and just everything with the whole Rule 5 issue. And yet he has never thrown a pitch for the Cardinals. Like That's that's another one of those crazy things that we were talking about at the beginning of the year that never even made the slightest impact on the team because of injuries just... That, but that fits in with what's going on. Well, and, and it's a season that it would have been so easy to keep him, right? I mean, you're okay, it's terrible. Well, but we're going to be able to let him pitch no matter how what you know how good he is, how bad he is. We don't have to worry about that roster spot. Um, you know, next year, in theory, hopefully, they're much more competitive. And even if they do keep him, there comes a point where it's like if he's not producing, how much room do you do? Because you can't, you don't have the flexibility to send him to Memphis unless they make some sort of trade this off season that gets the full rights over to him, which, which they might. Um, I, I don't know. I think it's, you're right. I mean, there were so many things that just, you know, from day one on this year were not what we thought they would be. That was one, you know, Adam Wainwright getting hurt, you know, three days before the season started um, made an impact. Um, so many others that, you know, and then and then the idea of, well, all the drama that we did not exactly see coming with Tyler O'Neill and Wilson Contreras. Um, you know, I think that if we went back in time, you know, to March and try to tell ourselves of what was going to happen, there's no way we believe it. No, until people started saying injuries and then starting 
to tell us what those injuries would be. I, I think at that point we'd be like, well, yeah, you're probably right on that. I mean, if someone said, well, Jack Flaherty is going to be pretty healthy, but he's not going to look anything like 2019, we'd say, yeah, okay, okay, probably. Or if someone would say, Tyler O'Neill and Dylan Carlson are only going to hit 14 home runs combined because they're going to be injured most of the year, we'd say, oh, yeah, that yeah, that makes sense too. But then you throw it all together if someone says, well, the Cardinals are going to finish dead last in the Central and be maybe the second worst team in the NL, we would have said, absolutely not. Yeah. No way. No possibility. Uh, but yeah, here we are. It It's a perfect storm of awfulness that just happened this year. I mean, you can point to some bright spots and you can look at a box score and say, yeah, you know, Goldie's numbers looked decent. Arenado's numbers looked decent. Jordan Walker, I think, maybe may have exceeded expectations. Mm-hmm. But overall, as a team... It was just a garbage year. Yeah. I mean, if you go back and say Dakota Hudson's going to be the person with the second most wins on your team. um, Ouch. That nobody's going to hit 30 home runs. um, That nobody's going to have an ERA under, you know, four and a half, I don't think. Um, You know, and except for Jordan Montgomery, who's not going to be here all year. Yeah. and that Tommy Edmond may be your most consistent outfielder. <laughs> exactly. And and I think uh, we probably would have said, okay, so when did World War III start and when did people start getting drafted? Because obviously that's the only way this is going to happen. Uh, it is it is something. There's no doubt about it. And, you know, hopefully I, I do think that this is probably a wake-up call and it's not something we're going to have to consistently deal with. I don't feel like the Cardinals are becoming the pirates who now are better than the Cardinals. So maybe they should be the pirates. I don't know. Um, they're not going to be a team that's going to have to deal with this year and year and year. It's an organization, a front office. that's still pretty smart. A ownership that has commitment to at least trying to win now, you know, how they want to go about it. Maybe need a little bit of adjusting. Um, but I think that overall with everything that goes on, if, it's not impossible to think that with the right moves this winter, the Cardinals are going to be right back as division champions next year, which is not always what you can say about a team that has fallen off this badly. Yeah, I, I am very optimistic going into next year, which maybe I shouldn't be. Maybe I should be pretty <laughs> sour and bitter over what we saw this year. But I think that this team gets a mulligan, and I, I think that, this is going to look different. Maybe I shouldn't say mulligan because we're not just going to get a do-over with the same roster. I think this roster looks better. Mm-hmm. I think the pitching staff's better. I think the bullpen's a little bit better. I think the uh, I think the lineup is better just from the fact of Walker having another year under his belt and from uh, Wynn having this time where he's grown a little bit as well. And so I think I think almost every facet of this team is going to be better in some regard. You hope the coaching continues to get better. Uh, Someone would say continues is not a good word to use there. But, uh, you know, I think that we don't know how good this coaching staff is, and we may see them take a step forward next year. I think with everything working together right, it's going to make everything look better. So I'm cautiously optimistic that everything on this team will be better next year in some capacity. And, I think if the rotation gets significantly better, the bullpen gets a little better, and the lineup either stays status quo or gets a little better, this team is definitely winning the Central Division. Yeah, I, I think so, but it's going to take it's going to take work, and it's going to have to take a new mindset in the front office about how they go about, especially getting pitching. Um, and we'll see. 
we'll see if that's the case. And if it's not, then I imagine this time next year, we'll have a lot of people having, um, not having offices at uh, 700 Clark street. So, um, before we wrap it up tonight though, in honor of Adam Wainwright and, and what he has done, not only this year, but to this organization and everything like that, you have come up with an idea that we're going to start bringing out tomorrow, but for listeners of the show, we're going to go ahead and get it out now. Tell them about what you want to do for Adam Wainwright. Yeah. So I, I've been trying, I've been racking my brain thinking, how can us as fans say thank you and how can we give back? I mean, we can't give him a Hollywood star. We can't give him a golf bag. I mean, I guess we could, <laughs> but there's not much that we can actually do in a way of that, uh, that would be meaningful. But I thought, you know, one thing that Adam Wainwright is very passionate about, and that's charity and that's big league impact. And that's what big league impact does, whether it's building hospitals over in Haiti, or it's providing clean water to people who don't have clean water, who have to walk miles and miles and miles for it. And suddenly they've got it in their village. He is passionate about changing the lives of those who are less fortunate. And so I was thinking one of the best ways that we could say thank you to Adam Wainwright is by starting the thank you Wayno campaign and doing this by donating money to Big League Impact. So if you're listening to this show today, you're listening to it whenever, Sunday night, Monday morning, through the week, whenever, I'm going to challenge you to make a donation to Big League Impact. And when you do, go to Twitter, go to X, whatever you want to call it, and just post your receipt and use the hashtag, thank you, Wayno. Again, donate to Big League Impact, however much you want to do. And then go to Twitter, go to X, let us see your receipt with the hashtag thank you, Wayno. Um, I would encourage you donate something that donate a number that's significant to you. If you if you want to donate $50 for number 50, donate 50. Um, I was thinking about donating $20.06, which comes out to 2006 because of him buckling the knees of Carlos Beltran, sending the Cardinals of the World Series and them winning. Find something that's meaningful, but find a way if it's even just several dollars, find a way to give back and say thank you to Wayno. But by doing this, you're also changing the lives of other people. And so I feel like the best way that we as Cardinal fans can say thank you to this man who's done so much for the organization, so much for the city, so much for the fan base, and so much for others is to give money to also help others in his name. Yeah, absolutely. And I think it's a great idea for us to do that. It's, uh, you know, biglyimpact.org slash donate. We'll have the link up tomorrow. David will have a tweet out. We'll share it and everything of that nature. And yeah, find some, I think it's, I think it's also great to, to find some number that matters. Maybe it was the date of a game that you saw Adam Wainwright pitch. Maybe it's, you know, $12 and 60 cents to represent the 12, six curveball that he has. Um, maybe it's, you know, just find a stat that goes with it. I think the donor, the page, the building the Olympic page takes, it's $10 or more that they'll, that do probably because of processing and just, but all that, but, um, you know, so you can't do, you know, some, some numbers, you can't do a ZRA or anything like that, but, you know, use something like that as a basis to, you know, have some fun with it, but also to really show Adam Wager, what, what kind of impact he's made on this organization um it and, and the city and really the whole of baseball uh, you know bigly impact is you know we talk about it a lot because it's adam wainwright's charity but it has reached out well past st louis uh to bring in you know i think almost every team feels like has some sort of chapter of that with somebody 
representing, uh, you know, another team and, and charities that are going on. This is a huge organization and it does so much. So I think it's a great idea. I hope that everybody will get behind it. If you'll, yeah, you know, sh- send it out, um, tag David, tag me, or just use the hashtag so we can see how, uh, how many people are really just showing the love to Adam Wainwright this week. So, um, and hopefully we'll talk about it, you know, next week, maybe, maybe we'll add up those pictures of the receipts and have some sort of ballpark total, uh, for next week's show, but, uh, looking forward to seeing the response to that. And David, it's, yeah. it's a great idea. Thank you for coming up with it. Well, I, I just think that it's, it's probably the best thing that we can do to say thank you to him. Um, and I will say if you're out there and you're listening, you're like, you know, I would love to take part in this, but I just don't have any money right now. I get that. That's totally fine. Hey, if you share this on Facebook, you share it on Instagram, you retweet this on Twitter just to get more people donating, you've done your part. Mm -hmm. So even if you do not have the funds to give by sharing this with other people and allowing them to get involved, you're doing your part. And you know what? If you sharing it brings in an extra $12, that's $12 that wasn't there before. And so that makes a difference. You never know what difference that $12 may make. You literally may save somebody's life or give somebody clean water for months for $10. Uh, We just don't know. And so, hey, if you don't have the money, just find a way to share it. Tell your friends, word of mouth, whatever it may be. Uh, But yeah, let's let's say thank you to Wayno and let's do it by changing lives as well. Absolutely. So yeah, look for that. Look for that uh, from us tomorrow. Uh, but if you want to, if you're listening to this right now um, and you want to get in on it this evening, go right ahead, get it started, kick it all and off. Let's, let's have some donations before we even get the full rollout in the morning. That would be awesome as well. So um, until next week, when we will put a nail, a final, final nail into the 2023 St. Louis Cardinals season. Um, that's David. I'm Daniel. Good night. See ya. Hey, Cardinals fans. Thanks for listening to this week's show. If you liked what you heard, you can find us on iTunes. Just search Gateway to Baseball Heaven under podcasts and click subscribe. While you're there, feel free to give us five of those little gold stars or even a quick review. And tune in next time as we break down another week in baseball heaven.